grand fanfare welcome to our podcast, Keeping Up With The Windsors, dedicated to the royal family. Each episode will be crammed to the rafters with opinions, news and commentary on the comings and goings of the family of Windsor. With your hosts and royal fangirls, Rachel Andrews and Michelle Thole. So grab yourself a cuppa, straighten up your tiara, shine your knighthood, round up your corgis and and let's let's keep up with with the Windsors. Hello and welcome to the podcast. My name is Michelle. And I'm Rachel. And we've got a lovely uh, week of Royal News to keep you updated on. Luckily for us this week, it's been a lot calmer, calmer seas than it was (laughs) the last couple of weeks. And you actually predicted this, Rachel, in last uh, episode last week. You said because it was half term, the, the royal family will be just with their children relaxing. So, yeah, that's exactly what's happened. Yeah, definitely. Um. As I said last week, I didn't think there was going to be much from um, the Cambridges and we haven't had much, but there's still a lot to catch up on, isn't there? Yeah, there is still stuff. So stay around. We've still got lots to do. We're going to move to Royal Community News straight away. Last episode, we reached the lovely milestone of a thousand downloads. So thank you so much for every single person right now listening to the podcast, downloading the podcast, liking the podcast, subscribing, following however or whatever needs to happen with the podcast (laughs) on your platform thank you so much we really really appreciate it and we're so happy that you're here right now Rachel do you have any comments from the royal community yes so I had a comment over on Instagram and last week's episode was called the Highland Fling and McGovern9650 hopefully I've said that right said I love the title of the podcast after all Will and Kate did just visit St Andrews and then she said I mean royal engagements this week harks back to what would eventually end in one and I was like yes that is so true Yeah. And also what was lovely was, Rachel, you put out on our Instagram a story giving the royal community the choice to choose the title of our last podcast. So what was the choices? Yeah. So it's between the Highland Fling, which was the name of the podcast, or the Earl and Countess of Strathern, which is Catherine and William's titles when they're in Scotland. And thank you for everyone that voted. Um, because sometimes it is hard for us to come up with these titles. We're like, what do we call it this it's week? Because so we're like, oh, should we, go, you know, have you got any ideas? Have you? And I thought, you know what? Let's just ask the community. Yeah. And you came back and you named it. So thank you so much for naming our podcast. Maybe they'll name this one. By the way, by the time we're recording this, we have no clue what it's going to be called. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you could name this one for us as well. Danny B 1985 said thanks for the mention you pronounced it perfectly and that was because in last episode Rach you mentioned that Danny B 1985 had said about Catherine's style in Scotland she said I still stand firm with pair in the blazer with a tapered trouser and the skirt with a blouse which was exactly what you said Rach and I was completely against it I was like nope I liked what she was wearing <laughs> it's all good yeah so thank you so much for being a part of the podcast and letting us know your opinions over on our instagram at keeping up with the windsors pod and now we're going to go into the royal roundup so we're recording this earlier today which is wednesday the 2nd of june we usually record on a thursday But today is the anniversary of the Queen's coronation. Yeah. 68 years since she got coronated at Westminster Abbey, which has been the setting for every coronation since 
1066. Great. Is it if it's 68, then is her platinum jubilee going to be 70 years? So isn't it 69? No, because the way they do it is that the coronation takes so long to prepare for that it takes like a year or so to prepare. So that's why her coron- her coronation was later. Ah, uh, okay. So the fact basically it would be 70 years, but not a officially coronated 70 years yeah so she's been queen for 70 years but yeah because I wondered that and I thought oh is that a mistake but actually that makes complete sense now yeah brilliant yeah it's really exciting isn't it because we are gearing up towards the um the jubilee festivities but we're not going to talk about that right now because that's coming up in the royal news yeah. <laughs> what else have you got with the coronation um so her majesty is the 39th sovereign to be crowned at westminster abbey and her coronation was the first british coronation to be televised and many people hired tv sets especially for the occasion thing we take for granted these days having a tv my nan always says about um the person down the street having a tv and everyone in the street just went into their living room to watch it yeah well that was another fact that i was going to bring up was it was estimated that an average of 17 people crowded around each set showing the service yeah my my nan could attest to that actually because that's exactly her her experience of it she said it was really jam-packed in this room but we were all transfixed on it and you were very lucky to own a TV back in them days, but you used to rent them. That's right. And so that's why there would have been so many people around the same television set. Yeah, feeling that excitement. Yeah, definitely. And because obviously this was the first time that anyone was seeing for themselves what actually happened at a coronation. Obviously, it had been reported on before, but this was the first time that people were visually seeing what was going on behind the scenes. And I think we can all remember those clips that we've seen of a young Prince Charles and a Princess Anne at Buckingham Palace on Coronation Day, playing around Her Majesty as she's like walking through the palace, ready to go onto the balcony. So again, it's one of those things where I think we've seen interviews in the past where especially Prince Charles has been like, oh yes, I actually remember yeah. that moment. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's super, super exciting. And again, it's just one of those things where we're recording this a day before, but it actually falls on today that we're talking about it. Uh, and 68 years ago, it's a long time. Mm-hmm. It's a long time for somebody to have that duty. And she is serving us absolutely perfectly. I've had a lot of Royal Roundup news come in from Clarence House this week. I'm going to start off with the Royal Academy of the Arts. So uh, the Duchess of Cornwall was there to celebrate the reopening of it after the pandemic. And the David Hockney, the arrival of spring Normandy 2020, which is exactly what the exhibition's called, that was on and it was highlighted on the Clarence House Instagram post this week. And it was really nice to see the Duchess of Cornwall out and about and, you know, being at the Royal Academy of Arts and if to be reopened again. We then saw them in the Clapham Old Town. They were out in South London. And this is hilarious. I loved this. On the Instagram, Prince Charles uh, pulling a pint of bitter. (laughs) Whilst Camilla was encouraging Charles to keep the froth at the top is what she was saying. Uh, (laughs) I, I thought it was brilliant. And apparently they were invited in and the pub was called the Prince of Wales. (laughs) but it was it was brilliant I love this engagement um not only did they walk through the high street to kind of give a little bit of um royal spirit to uh Clapham but they also went to the omnibus theatre 
they met firefighters, local residents, and they went to the Trinity Restaurant, which is a Michelin star restaurant in Clapham, to mark the 40th anniversary of the Royal Academy of Culinary Arts, which Charles is a patron. So they had a really, really busy day at Clapham. Then another engagement for Charles. He went to the end of year exhibition of the Royal Drawing School, um, where he met uh, postgraduate students. Charles actually founded the school in the year 2000 with artist Catherine Goodman and it's a place where they hold classes for adults and young people on drawing for life, art and imagination. Uh, but guess what? My my artistic skills are absolutely zero. I, I'm terrible at drawing a stick man. Are you any good at drawing, <laughs> Rach? Absolutely not. <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm a singer through and through, but I'm definitely not a drawer. So I really hold my hat up to anyone who can draw because it's brilliant to me. And on the 1st of June, which for us, Rachel, was yesterday, it marks Volunteers Week. And the Duchess of Cornwall left. Oh, it was such a wonderful message she left on all of the socials on Clarence House. She said this. Today is the first day of Volunteer Week when we celebrate those who give their time to support help and serve others. The past challenging year has shown us just how incredibly important our volunteers are. Your selflessness and generosity of spirit enrich the lives of so many and we are all greatly in your debt. To each and every volunteer, I would like to take this opportunity to say a heartfelt thank you for being the backbone of this country. And I think that speaks volumes, doesn't it? for a lot of the patronages and charities they support they are underpinned by volunteers i've volunteered at the zoo and what was lovely about volunteers week is they gave us all a free lunch and i was like yeah oh nice (laughs) just just to give back and say thank you Um, and and my heart goes out to everyone who volunteers out in the uk and the commonwealth and the world it's such a wonderful thing and although it feels selfless you also get a lot back from it it feels good to give so um yeah I want to shout out to all the volunteers out there for doing an amazing job we've also had on Twitter from Clarence House two little bits of information that came out today the first is they have a young writers competition um, which is open across the Commonwealth and it's the Queen's Commonwealth essay competition so you can enter there I'm sure all the information will be on the um, Twitter and also the Prince's Foundation has opened up the Modern Artisan Training Programme. And this is the second year that it's been opened. And it's also been backed by, well, I say backed, but it was supported by a tweet from British Vogue as well that said the Prince's Foundation has joined forces with mm. YOOX, Ukes Net-A-Porter, I, I'm probably saying that wrong, for a second year running to offer responsible design students the opportunity to create a conscious luxury women's wear collection and the applications are open now so that's so exciting isn't it for anyone who loves writing and anyone who obviously is a is a budding fashion designer yeah because I remember last year Charles doing an interview with the editor of British Vogue and they were talking about um, Prince Charles's style and his fashion evolution throughout the years and as we know he's very into sustainability and he wears suits now that he wore 10-15 years ago and the editor actually said, you're, you're a very stylish man. He was like, am I? <laughs> <laughs> am I really? Am One I really? doesn't know about his own style. <laughs> but um, yeah, I've said it before. I'll say it again. I love a pocket scarf. Bring that fashion back. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone's going to come to a, um, a future royal community meetup with me and Rach, <laughs> Rachel's going to be wearing a Her- Hermes scarf and a <laughs> 
pocket hand- handkerchief. Is that what they called? What yeah, they called? yeah, 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 yeah. Pocket square, pocket square. Honestly, me and Rachel's fashion are so different. Like we just rock it our own way, don't we? We just go for it. So don't expect me to be dressed up like Rachel, but I'll do my best for my yellow canvas. <laughs> Rachel's got way more style than me. Let me put it that way. <laughs> um, I've really enjoyed Claren's house um, Instagram. They've been super busy. Honestly, the last three weeks they've been on it. Yeah. And what I also loved was when the Duchess of Cornwall went to the Royal Academy of the Arts, there was a wonderful video that um, apparently, Rach, you were very excited about because they used the music from Bridgerton. Yeah. <laughs> I commented, I was like, uh, hello, Bridgerton. Like, I lo- I'm loving this. And then I had like people obviously like commenting back and they were like, oh, this is from Vivaldi's Spring Symphony or whatever it is. And I was like, oh, I just thought it was from Bridgerton. <laughs> never I mean I probably have heard of it but I've watched Bridgerton so many times now just it's just you're on your sixth run through of Bridgerton I mean yeah I mean I I need to do another like 10 just to get me through till the next series I think yeah guess where I I don't think I told you this guess where I um started watching this week Bridgerton (laughs) no I haven't no 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 Bridgerton no um Paul Dark oh have you oh yeah 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 I mean, there's lots of apps in there and I've got to do a massive shout out to um, one of the Royal Community members, Kate out there, who actually said to me that this is a good program. I should watch it. So I'm on episode six at the moment and um, I haven't turned it off yet. Let's put it that way. Nice. Have you watched Paul Dark? I, yeah, I really enjoyed Paul Dark. You know me, any, any type of period drama, I'm there for it. I mean, the abs, I'm there for the abs. <laughs> Love it. Absolutely love it. So if you have any uh, period dramas you'd like to, you know, put our way and, and say you need to watch this, get over onto our Instagram and let us know. And also if you've watched Poldark or Bridgerton, let us know what you think of those as well. Definitely. So moving on, um, Catherine has had her first vaccine. Wee! Yes! And in the process looked like a model. Can you believe how much she looked like a model? It was like opening do you know when they had in like the 90s Cindy Crawford and Naomi Campbell and she could have just placed herself in there because she had the 90s mum jeans didn't she yeah definitely definitely and I just like I just think this woman does she ever not look glamorous like does she ever not wear sweats on one day Mm. like with the kids I bet she's always like out of tattler isn't she always always um what was uh brilliant is that she's promoting having the vaccine um and like you say she looked amazing hopefully she didn't have any side effects they didn't actually say whether she did or not yeah I had my second vaccine on Thursday and yeah I I went down like a sack of rubbish and um I had to take the day off <laughs> That's uh, something, something to look forward to then when I have my second one. <laughs> but apparently, um, because I've already had COVID, apparently you have more side effects. I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, so let's move on. Um, so fantastic. Great stuff. Well done, Kate. Also on the Royal Family Twitter, Princess Alexandra, for those of you who don't know, is the Queen's cousin, is a royal patron of the Alzheimer's Society. And she thanks those who were recognised for the Dementia Hero Awards. So I just wanted to add that bit in because, again not someone that we would normally talk about on the podcast but you know she is she's a Windsor she's a Windsor she's the granddaughter of a king 
And we're going to finish off the Royal Roundup this week with the Duke of Kent. And we saw a picture of the Duke of Kent visiting Brookwood Military Cemetery to mark the very first War Graves Week. Now, he's the president of the Commonwealth War Graves, and the cemetery that he visited is the biggest in the UK. It's so sad, but there's over 5,000 Commonwealth soldiers um, who fought in World War One and II that's buried there. And the one thing I, I found very interesting about this Instagram post is wonderful to see the Duke of Kent being, um, you know, an engagement of his on the royal family's Instagram feed. But also um, he laid a wreath at the Stone of Remembrance at the Cemetery's Canada plot. And it's said that over half of the plots actually belong to Canadian service personnel. And in that area, they actually planted maple trees. Mm. So oh, it just it just really pulls on your heartstrings, doesn't it? They've made the ultimate sacrifice for our, um, for, you know, for the Commonwealth's security and, um, and yeah, freedom and freedom. Absolutely. Whilst he was there, he also met with the gardeners and volunteers who maintained the cemetery and he reopened the Commonwealth Story Exhibition, which has been closed since lockdown. So I think it must be annoying for the royal family because they've opened up all these places. Now they're to reopen all the places. <laughs> So lots and lots of reopenings of things. Such an important engagement for the Duke of Kent. We did mention his wife. Was it not last episode, but the episode before Catherine? Yeah. They're still married, aren't they? Yes, yeah. The Duchess of Kent, yeah. Brilliant. The Duchess of Kent, fantastic. And she is, I'm going to say it now, actually, Rach. She has got the top spot now. It's my favourite royal. Really? She's so interesting. I think she is. She's got such a remarkable story. And I, yeah, I think she's brilliant. So if you haven't listened to that episode that we're talking about, it's the State Crown Affair, episode 10. I had watched a documentary all about Catherine, the Duchess of Kent, and what an extraordinary life. Yeah. A fascinating woman and um, an incredible story. Yeah. Um, and so that's it for the Royal Roundup. So why don't we move on to the main pieces of Royal News for this week? <laughs> Last week's episode was all about the Scotland trip. And when we recorded this podcast episode, the amazing encounter between Catherine and Mila had not taken place by then. So this is why we're including it in today's Royal News. She's a little girl who is um, dealing with leukaemia at the moment. And for the Hold Still project, her mum had taken a photo of her. And on the other side of the glass was her dad. And they've been separated by the pandemic because obviously Mina had to shield because of her illness. And she had a conversation with Catherine over the phone. And when she said, well, hopefully one day Mina will we meet soon. And she was and then she said, oh, and then I'll wear my pink dress. And she wore the pink dress. She wore the pink dress. It was amazing. It was a wonderful pink dress as well. And and Mila was just, she said, oh, can you give me a twirl? And and Mila did a twirl. It was just, it was just wonderful. It was magical. It really was a magical moment. It was such a magical moment. And I just want to add um, that the dress was from me and M. And I was like, oh, I want that dress. And it's £450. And I thought, oh, maybe not. <laughs> do I pay my rent or do I buy the dress? <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was just one of those moments. And I think when Catherine came to Mina, she said something like, oh, I want to give you a big squeezy hug. And I was just like, oh, yeah. this is just melting my heart. And when I was watching it, I was actually getting quite emotional watching it. Did you have that same sort of 
no, I never cry on anything. <laughs> no way. The chapter of what the part of the um, Hold Still book that Mila's in is called Shielding Mila. And you can go onto their YouTube, the Duchess and uh, Duke of Cambridge's YouTube channel and watch the uh, the video that they've got on there. When you watched that video of Shielding Mila, did you cry? I, I didn't know. I know you did. I did. But actually, I had the opposite. I had tears in my eyes, but I didn't cry when she, when she met Catherine. I had like happiness tears. Yeah. And it's, str- it's strange, isn't it, that you cried on that, but I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> but I cried on the other one, but you didn't. Uh, so it's, it's strange, isn't it, what, what kind of pulls at your heartstrings? Because I was like, oh, that's so cute. And a little tear in my eye, but I didn't actually cry. Yeah. And I think what was so magical about this whole experience was afterwards, there was the uh, parade and um, the beating retreat by the massed pipers and drums of the combined cadet force in Scotland. And by at this point, it was William and Catherine. And there was, you know, bagpipes and there was um, Scottish dancers. And Mila and her family actually watched this parade with Catherine and William. And it was just such a sweet moment. I think William went over and gave Mila a little blanket. And I was just like, oh, this is just warming my heart right now. <laughs> The one thing I took from it, actually, Rach, was how amazing Holyrood House is. I've never seen inside it. And it was just Mm. beautiful. It had a mix of Buckingham Palace and Windsor Castle together. Yeah, it was quite rustic, wasn't it? Yeah. That's what I that's what I thought anyway. Yeah. And um, apparently Mila and her family actually had a tour of the palace. Did they really? Yeah. Oh, I don't I don't think it was by Catherine, but I think obviously like someone showed them around and then they had tea with Catherine and then afterwards they went to the parade. Um, but little Mila just looks so beautiful in her little princess dress. She was wearing a little tiara, wasn't she? <laughs> yeah, it was honestly it was it was perfect. I was so happy for her and her family. Yeah, it was just a, it's such an amazing experience. And I think even her mum said it, you know, it's just a, something that we're never, ever going to forget. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we also had Kate this week, didn't we? Talking to the Spider-Man from uh, Hold Still. And I love yep. that. I cried at that. <laughs> I cried at that one. Of course you did. <laughs> of course I did. Um, and that's on their YouTube channel at the moment. And what a wonderful guy. He started dressing up as Spider-Man just to like lift people's spirits and these little kids are like spider-man please uh, you know come to my house and stuff like that (laughs) Um, and he was just doing like loads of different um pictures to keep their spirits alive it was brilliant it was just I love the hold still campaign it makes me it gives me Mm. so many warmer fuzzy feelings honestly yeah I just love it so much and yeah it's probably one of my favorite things ever that the royal family have done and also hold still on amazon is still sold out Mm. I had a look yesterday and it, again, it says three to four weeks waiting period. Yeah. So people are still buying this book and, you know, it's brilliant because as we've said before, the proceeds go to um, charity. So yeah. well done. Yeah. Natural Portrait Gallery and the Mind Charity to help with mental health, which is amazing. I wanted to put this bit of Royal News into this section rather than the roundup because it's to do with dogs. We love dogs. (laughs) We love, we're such animal lovers here. This was back last week, but we had so much going on that we thought we'd give this as our own little bit in this 
um, episode this week. So I'm going to talk about the amazing work from the medical detection dogs. Uh, they train dogs to detect odors of human diseases. And the Duchess of Cornwall is the patron of charity. So we had a lovely picture of the dogs being trained. And they've actually been conducting trials to show that their dogs can detect the smell of COVID-19. Can you believe this? Amazing. This is absolutely amazing. It actually shows they can correctly detect the odor of COVID-19 in 94.3% of the time when COVID's been present and 92% of the time when there's no virus present. Now that is a very high uh, percentage rate. This actually means that they can now start training the dogs to work in more public settings. So like in mass events or airports and stuff like that, making travel safer and also I mean, it's peace of mind for us, isn't it? When we're in in public spaces. Absolutely. For me, I just think this is just remarkable. I was watching a documentary once that said a Labrador can smell a dog treat at the bottom of an Olympic-sized swimming pool. Their capacity to smell is just so... They're so superior than us when you think about that. Yeah, sometimes I think as a human being, we just go, oh, yeah, you can smell, taste, and whatever. But animals their smell is so much more superior Mm. than ours and look how amazing this is the fact that the duchess of cornwall is a patron oh i just love it i just love it so um that is the reason i wanted to put in the royal news this week because it's so important not just for that but i'm sure they smell cancers and all um types of yeah well i've seen so many programs before about these health detection dogs where they help people with epilepsy Mm -hmm. or you know they help people with diabetes yeah how it's just insane like you were saying like how they can actually sniff you know someone's if someone's epileptic and they're going to have an attack how they can sense that and warn the person Mm -hmm. so that they can get them into a safe space before that happens yeah yeah um in our podcast notes, I always put links to all the charities and patronages. So if you want to donate to any of them or find out more information, you will always find that in our podcast notes. And I'll be popping stuff in there, obviously, about medical detection dogs. So that's it for me. The Royal News next is going to be Rachel talking about the Platinum Jubilee. I was so excited. We had lots of information about that this week, didn't we, Rach? Yeah, so that's just come out today, actually, which, again, I'm so excited about. So much happening in the UK. We're getting a four day bank holiday. I mean, this is unheard of. (laughs) Thank you, Your Majesty. (laughs) Yes, thank you so much for being amazing. But you know that me and Michelle will probably be booking that whole week off of work. Uh, The whole month will like it. (laughs) (laughs) Because we've kind of like already discussed this and we think at least one of the days we are definitely going to go to London. Absolutely. And we're thinking of probably trooping the colour because then we're going to have the amazing balcony scene and that is going to be monumental. I don't care if I'm like right back in the mouth. I think just to be a part of the atmosphere. Yeah. We're probably going to have to get there at like, I don't know, the previous day, like camp out. <laughs> we're going to have to camp out, I think. Um, What has been amazing is I always watch these events on television and being yeah. part of the royal community now, it feels like I want to be part of it. And I'd never yeah. really felt that way before. But because of all you listening and, you know, our lovely community over on Instagram, it feels like I want to be part with you guys. I want to be like with everyone who loves the royals as much as Rachel and I do. So I think this is the time that I'm actually going to get out of my house and just mm. go there and enjoy it. 
Okay, so we're going to have a rundown now of what's happening on every single day. Are you ready? Oh, let's do it. I'm, I'm so excited. Yes, I'm ready. I'm honestly so excited. Like this is a year in the making. Let's do this. So on Thursday, the 2nd of June, the Queen's birthday parade, which is called Troop in the Colour. Now, this is what we want to go and see um, because this is where we're going to have the drive by of the carriages, um, obviously leading up the Mall. Um, and then they usually end up at Horse Guards Parade, where there's going to be members of the royal family joined with the Queen. And this is the traditional birthday parade, which will close at Buckingham Palace with the traditional RAF fly past, which I'm so excited about. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, this is going to be obviously the first time we've had Troopin' of the Colour in full since lockdown. We've missed it. Yeah, so this year it's going to be pared down again. So we know this year it's going to be at Windsor Castle. Um, so we're not going to have any of the the grandiose pomp and ceremony that we're used to having. So next year, bring it on. <laughs> bring it on. I want to see that RAF fly past. If you're with me at all, any of the royal community listening, when you see, you know, as we're there, uh, be prepared for me to cry. I'm sure I'm going to cry 60 million <laughs> times that day. So uh, just to be obviously. There. We're going to have to have a banner or something so we can hold it up. So if anyone sees us, be like, oh, we know them. Yeah, <laughs> we listen we'll, to them. we'll probably be, ha- be having uh, Keep It Up With The Windsor's uh, podcast T-shirts at that point. So, Oh, yes. <laughs> and there's also going to be on that Thursday, there's going to be Platinum Jubilee Beacons. So this is a, a long tradition in the United Kingdom celebrating the Royal Jubilees. Um, So beacons will be lit throughout the United Kingdom, Channel Islands and the UK and also the Commonwealth. So that's going to be amazing to see because obviously this is not something that happens every single year at the Trooping of the Colour. This is just something because we're celebrating the Jubilee to actually be there at the time. I'm so excited. I can't think of another word for excited, but I'm just so excited. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be extra special. Let's put it that way. So on the Friday, the 3rd of June, there's going to be a service of Thanksgiving at St. Paul's Cathedral. Is the Queen going to be in attendance? Yes. Yeah. Do you know what that reminds me of? Have you ever seen the film Hook when they um, give that dinner for Granny Wendy? And they all stand up and they give a clap to Granny Wendy. I feel like, is that, is that what's going to happen oh, yeah. in St. Paul's Cathedral? Yeah. So on Saturday, the 4th of June, there's going to be the Derby at Epsom Downs. And this is where the Queen is going to be accompanied by members of the royal family. And it's basically a horse racing event. Nice bit of horse racing for Her Majesty. We know how much the Queen loves horses and she owns several horses that she does actually put into races. Mm. So it'll be good to see if there is actually any of her horses taking part of that. And then on the Saturday evening, we've got Platinum Party at the Palace. Yay! Yay. (laughs) So we had this again for the Golden Jubilee, which was spectacular. I remember watching this on TV and I was just thinking... I wish I could be there. Maybe we go for two days, Michelle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm game. I don't mind. I'm only living on the corner. I'm fine. <laughs> so this is where the BBC will stage a broadcast of a special concert from Buckingham Palace, which brings some of the world's biggest entertainment stars to the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. And members of the public will be invited to apply to attend this event. 
um, which of course, as soon as those details come up, we'll be going on there to apply for them. So Absolutely. everyone have your fingers crossed for us because we want to be at the palace at this concert. And not just for us, but to give you guys the the scoop, the royal scoop well, yeah. of what it's like to be there. And obviously on Instagram, we'll be doing lives and all sorts. So it'd be wonderful if we can actually get there. Do you remember the Diamond Jubilee concert, Rach? I remember watching that on TV and there was a there was the part around the Queen Victoria fountain where that's where the concert was held but you could see thousands and thousands of people just lining up the Mall, and it didn't matter if you had a ticket or not anyone could be there and they had like big screens didn't they they did and they also had visual projections on Buckingham Palace itself when Madness was playing and that was fantastic because that just always reminds mm. me of the projections they put on the castles at Disneyland <laughs> so like yay <laughs> and then to end the week on Sunday the 5th of June there's going to be the big jubilee lunch so this is going to encourage communities to come together and celebrate whether it's part of a community whether you're a street party, whether you're just having a picnic with your family or your friends, this is going to be something that everyone can join in with. So again, right up our street. Yeah, I'm going to say something though, Rach. You've said two of my worst words in the whole world. What? Lunch and picnic. <laughs> I hate those words. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just hate them. Um, Why isn't it called the street party? The big Jubilee street party? Because street parties are so synonymous with jubilees i just find the word lunch like really like oh mm. like just say street party everyone likes the word party or something we can have our own street party in the terms of you know me and michelle we love our tea and cake well i don't like tea but <laughs> <laughs> i'll be having my uh you know my crustless sandwich having a cake and a scone and then there's also going to be a pageant which will feature over five thousand people from across the uk and the commonwealth which will take place against the backdrop of Buckingham Palace and the surrounding streets. So this will combine street arts, theatre, music, circus, carnival and costume and celebrate the service of Her Majesty's reign. I feel like we need to be at that as well. That sounds amazing. Absolutely amazing. We just need to be in London for those four days. Like, let's book our hotel now. <laughs> I, I literally was just about to say that, Rach. Why don't we just book our hotel now and just be there for the whole of the weekend? And who cares whether we actually get tickets or not just to be there? Yeah, I think it's just going to be such a buzz, isn't there, around that time? It's just going to be amazing. I've got butterflies in my stomach now. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I tell you the one thing I'm really glad they're not doing is the um do you know when they had the boats they had a pageant with mm. boats i wasn't yeah. a massive fan of that i think it's because the queen had to stand for quite a long time and the duke of edinburgh and i just felt really sorry for them like they're in their 90s like well at that time she was in her 80s and i was just like oh and uh, i just i wasn't a massive fan of it so that river pageant was actually emulated from henry the jubilee wasn't it yeah, but did Henry VIII have to stand there in the rain? I don't know, because it, it was raining on the day. It wasn't the best weather. No, it wasn't the best weather, but they did have seats. And I, I think they just chose not to sit down. Mm. I think, you know, even there used to be in Scotland where majority of the time it's <laughs> rubbish weather. Yeah. So a little rain don't hurt the, you know, doesn't hurt the Queen. I know. I, I don't know. I just felt for her as a, as a person in her 80s. One thing I would say is, although, yes, it looked amazing, 
I hope, and I know you love Take That, but I hope Gary Barlow's not there. I really hope he's not there. I mean, he really milked it, didn't he, last time? (laughs) (laughs) Nothing again. Like, don't get me wrong. I think he's an amazing songwriter and singer, but I've just had enough of him. I'm like, take a seat. And if Cheryl's there, I won't be very happy. (laughs) But we know Elton John's definitely going to be there. Oh, obviously. He's going to be there, obviously. Elton John, Sir Paul McCartney, the band Queen, they're a given. Tom Jones is going to be there, isn't he? Tom Jones, obs. Um, who else do we think will be there? Um, Rod Stewart. Rod, definitely. I just hope they bring like One Direction. Like I'd love to see One Direction there. Have they split up now? I don't know if they've split up. Are they split up? Michelle, where are you? <laughs> you? You back like five years ago or something. <laughs> Oh, as One Direction split up, Jesus! No, I'm I'm asking a serious question. Of this, <laughs> yes, they split up. <laughs> what I think would be like the obviously the biggest uh, band at the moment is BTS, isn't it? Um, yeah, I mean to be fair, when the Jubilee was on at that concert, they did have I remember the Black Eyed Peas mm. were there. Robbie Williams did a set. There was, like you said, Cheryl Cole. She was big at the time. Yeah. Um. So I think it will be that mixture of old versus newer acts and what was interesting was that her majesty didn't actually attend the whole concert so i don't think she'll attend this whole thing i think it will be like the younger royals that will be there and then towards the end that's when her majesty um will will join the rest of the family and it's where we had the famous um prince charles mummy address (laughs) he always does that he always says your majesty mummy and then everyone's like yay he said mummy (laughs) what strikes me now is the fact that that was 10 years ago and it actually feels like about two years ago I can remember it so vividly that Mm. time yeah yeah so we've got all this to look forward to we are going to be absolutely on cloud nine for those four days and what I loved is they were saying there's going to be royal engagements throughout the whole of the UK leading up to that weekend mm-hmm. so we're going to see a lot more engagements so we're going to be busy right? yeah. we are going to be so busy let's just uh get our union jack flags ready now shall we let's do it let's oh, i wonder what real tacky souvenirs people are going to come up with oh god well definitely a mask of the queen that's a given ma- yeah absolutely a union yeah. jack hat like a bowler hat that normally comes out yeah and this, they're usually plastic the elastic around your chin that really cuts in yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness so yeah to say to say we're excited is a bit of an understatement um and obviously we've still got a whole year but you can guarantee now that we will be there I want to say, although I was super excited when all the stuff came up for the Jubilee, it's no different than what I expected. There's nothing that's really overwhelming. The only thing that is, like, for me, just amazing is the Queen's Green Canopy Mm. for the Platinum Jubilee. I'm expecting a street party. I'm expecting Trooping of the Colour. I'm expecting um, the Beacons. Don't get me wrong, I'm not disappointed, but I think I was expecting something else i'm still super excited about it and i'm going to enjoy every single thing that comes up so rach who's your mvp for this week my mvp is not a royal Ooh, it's mila hey! it's mila go mila so little mila she's my mvp i absolutely love her and um, i just wish her all the luck in the world i hope her treatment's going well and um 
Yeah, I'm hoping like in a few years time, maybe we'll get another meeting between Mila and Catherine. Wouldn't that be fantastic? Yeah, I think they're going to be friends for life. I think it's just going to be an ongoing thing now. Just, yeah. Yeah, it was so special. And you know what? I'm actually going to steal your MVP. I'm going to say Mila too. What a superstar. And we wish her all the luck with her recovery. And obviously to her family and extended family. What a special little girl. And what was your favorite engagement of this week? Kate and Mila. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a, a, a hat trick. A, a, a double a double whammy for you, definitely. Yeah. I'm going to say the same. It was just such a wonderful um, engagement. And obviously for me, also the the dogs. The oh, yeah, dogs. yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah, so that's it. That's our podcast for the week. That is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you're listening on Spotify, why not follow and heart the episodes? If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, why not subscribe? Leave us a five stars and a review Why not? whilst you're there. It's amazing to have you as our royal community. As we say always, come on over to Instagram at Keeping Up With The Windsor's Pod. Thank you so much for being a part of our podcast and for getting us past that 1,000 downloads mark. It's amazing. Thank you so much. We're so overwhelmed by your support. So thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week on Keeping Keep Up, up with, with the Windsors. Windsors.